2 Kings chapter 15. In the 27th year of Jeroboam, the king of Israel, Azariah the son of Amaziah, the king of Judah, began to reign. He was 16 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned for 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jechaliah of Jerusalem. He did that which was right in Yahweh's eyes, according to all his father Amaziah had done. However, the high places were not taken away. The people still sacrificed and burnt incense in the high places. Yahweh struck the king so that he was a leper to the day of his death and lived in a separate house. Jotham, the king's son, was over the household judging the people of the land. Now the rest of the acts of Azariah and all that he did, aren't they written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? Azariah slept with his fathers and they buried him with his fathers in David's city and Jotham his son reigned in his place. In the 38th year of Azariah, the king of Judah, Zechariah, the son of Jeroboam, reigned over Israel in Samaria six months. He did that which was evil in Yahweh's sight, as his fathers had done. He didn't depart from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, with which he made Israel to sin. Shalom, the son of Jabesh, conspired against him and struck him before the people and killed him and reigned in his place. Now the rest of the acts of Zechariah, behold, they are written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel. This was Yahweh's word which he spoke to Jehu, saying, Your sons to the fourth generation shall sit on the throne of Israel. So it came to pass. Shalom, the son of Jabesh, began to reign in the 39th year of Uzziah, the king of Judah, and he reigned for a month in Samaria. Menahem, the son of Gadi, went up from Terzah, came to Samaria, struck Shalom, the son of Jabesh, in Samaria, killed him, and reigned in his place. Now the rest of the acts of Shalom and his conspiracy which he made, behold, they are written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel. Then Menahem attacked Tifsar and all who were in it and its border areas from Terzah. He attacked it because they didn't open their gates to him, and he ripped up all their women who were with child. In the 39th year of Azariah, the king of Judah, Menahem, the son of Gadi, began to reign over Israel for 10 years in Samaria. He did that which was evil in Yahweh's sight. He didn't depart all the days from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, with which he made Israel to sin. Paul, the king of Assyria, came against the land, and Menahem gave Paul a thousand talents of silver, that his hand might be with him to confirm the kingdom in his hand. Menahem extracted the money from Israel, even from all the mighty men of wealth, from each man fifty shekels of silver to give to the king of Assyria. So the king of Assyria turned back and didn't stay there in the land. Now the rest of the acts of Menahem and all that he did, aren't they written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? Menahem slept with his fathers, and Pekahiah, his son, reigned in his place. In the fiftieth year of Azariah, the king of Judah, Pekahiah, the son of Menahem, began to reign over Israel in Samaria for two years. He did that which was evil in Yahweh's sight. He didn't depart from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, with which he had made Israel to sin. Pekah, the son of Romaliah, his captain, conspired against him and attacked him in Samaria, in the fortress of the king's house, with Argob and Aria, and with him were fifty men of the Gileadites. He killed him and reigned in his place. Now the rest of the acts of Pekahiah and all that he did Behold, they are written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel.
the 52nd year of Azariah, the king of Judah, Pekah, the son of Ramaliah, began to reign over Israel in Samaria for 20 years. He did that which was evil in Yahweh's sight. He didn't depart from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, with which he had made Israel to sin. In the days of Pekah, the king of Israel, Tiglath-Pileser, the king of Assyria, came and took Ejon, Abel, Beth, Maaka, Genoah, Kadesh, Hazor, Gilead, and Galilee, all the land of Naphtali, and he carried them captive to Assyria. Hoshea, the son of Elah, made a conspiracy against Pekah, the son of Ramalia, attacked him, killed him, and reigned in his place in the twentieth year of Jotham, the son of Uzziah. Now the rest of the acts of Pekah and all that he did, behold, they are written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel. In the second year of Pekah, the son of Ramalia, king of Israel, Jotham, the son of Uzziah, king of Judah, began to reign. He was 25 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jerusha, the daughter of Zadok. He did that which was right in Yahweh's eyes. He did according to all that his father Uzziah had done. However, the high places were not taken away. The people still sacrificed and burned incense in the high places. He built the upper gate of Yahweh's house. Now the rest of the acts of Jotham and all that he did, aren't they written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? In those days, Yahweh began to send Rezin, the king of Syria, and Pekah, the son of Ramalia, against Judah. Jotham slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in his father David's city, and Ahaz, his son, reigned in his place. That chapter... Uh, chapter 15, we went through seven kings in one chapter. In 36 verses, we covered seven kings. And um, pretty much all of them except for two were no good. And the two that were good were, were kind of good, but not completely good. <laughs> and the two good ones were the two from the, from the nation of Judah. And the five bad ones were the five from the nation of Israel. And so the first good king... It's actually impossible to say everything that I want to say in 10 or 12 minutes, um, in a 10 or 12 minute video about all these kings. There's just too many. And when you go looking up archeology span and different things, there's just lots of things to say. So I'm just gonna say a few things and we'll cover all these kings quickly. The first king was Uzziah. It's really, really important to remember that Uzziah actually has two names and the other name of Uzziah is Azariah. And sometimes it was using one, and sometimes it was using the other. And so um, it's just worthwhile to keep in mind so that you're not confused. But you'll find that we, it's so easy to get confused when there's all these kings. And I've studied the kings uh, at length any number of times, and especially as I've been going through these videos. And sometimes someone will say, oh, King Jehoahaz, or I've mentioned some king. And it takes you a few minutes to, to think and try to place the king. So I don't expect you to remember all the names of these kings and who came in what order or anything like that. That's okay. <laughs> if you ever need to know that, you can look it up. So, but Uzziah here is the king who's also called Azariah and he reigned the second longest of all the kings. He reigned for 52 years. And it doesn't say very much about him here, but in the book of Chronicles, it'll talk a lot more about him and some of the things he did. In some ways, he's a very cool king because he did some really good stuff but he also got leprosy because he disobeyed the Lord. And we will get to all of that. So because of his leprosy, he ended up still being the king, but his son got elevated to be the king early. 
So they were kind of like two kings at the same time. That's called co-regency. So Uzziah was king for 52 years, true, but his son Jotham and him shared 11 of those years. And Jotham is the last king in this chapter. So the first and the last king in this chapter are two kings of Judah, and they shared 11 years. And all the other five kings come, all through, they're all from Israel, they come in the gap between these two guys. And these are the five kings. Zechariah, who's the 14th king of Israel. Shalom, the 15th king of Israel. Menahem, the 16th king of Israel. Pekahiah, the 17th king of Israel. And Pekah, the 18th king of Israel, are all squeezed in here into this chapter. And so I'm going to just take a minute to say one or two things about a few of, a few of the things here and uh, we'll move on from this chapter. <laughs> Zechariah, who is the 14th king of Israel, he's the fifth king of the house of Jehu. Now we've talked about Jehu in the last one or two chapters. Jehu was the guy that Elisha anointed and he went and he killed the house of Ahab. You know, Ahab was killed in a battle at Ramoth Gilead, but then Jehu came and killed his son, Ahab's son, Ahaz, I think it was, was Ahaz. Sometimes all these names get confusing. And then he killed the king of Israel, a king of Judah as well. He killed two kings. This is Jehu. And then he killed all of Ahab's sons. And then he killed all the prophets of Baal. He did this really thorough job of trying to eliminate Baal worship. And he got the northern nation of Israel back to how it was before, where they were still worshipping the golden calves, but they weren't worshipping the Canaanite gods anymore for the moment. So the Lord was pleased because he had done what he was instructed to do, but he never became a true follower of God. And the Bible describes him as evil. But the Lord gave him a promise and said, because you have done that which I asked, your descendants will sit on the throne for four generations. So we go through the four generations and we get to Zechariah, who's the last of this family line. It's so interesting that in Israel, we've got um, kings changing much more regularly than in Judah and dynasties changing. So for example, I'll come back to Zechariah, at the end of this chapter, at this point that this chapter finishes, Israel has had 18 different kings and eight different family dynasties. Now some of those dynasties were just one king, so they're not really a dynasty, but it's like a, a new family comes to the throne and then that guy gets killed off, a new family comes to the throne. So eight different dynasties and 18 different kings at the same time in Judah in the south, we've had one family and we've had 10 kings. So it's like they're going through kings twice as fast in the north as in the south and they're also changing families and dynasties all the time. The south will end up having 20 different monarchs, 19 kings and one queen, and the north will end up having 19. They have, end up having around about the same amount, but the southern kingdom lasts a lot longer than the northern one by the time it's all over. So Zechariah is the fourth of the house of Jehu, and that's the longest of all the dynasties, five kings, Jehu and then four more down to Zechariah. That's the longest dynasty, can you believe it? That's all. So five kings is the longest dynasty in the north. In the south, the dynasty goes for 20. So there you go, a big, big difference. And now, um, it's worth mentioning that as we're going through the kings, what you're not getting is the prophecies. Now we're gonna get, to, and the reason for this is because the, the prophets and the, his, the historical books in the Bible are se separated. 
So we've been going through the history, or you know, we're up to the kings, and soon we're going to get to the exile. Then we're going to read Ezra and Nehemiah, and we're going to be coming back from the exile. So we're going through all the history. But at the same time that all this history has been taking place, there's been prophets. Some of the prophets we've included because, you know, Elijah and Elisha and Samuel, their stories were very much a part of the Bible. But there's a lot of other prophets that their stories are not in these books, but the things that they said, their prophecies are in the prophetic books. There are four major prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel and Daniel, and there are 12 minor prophets. And so it's very interesting to know when you read the prophecies, who were those prophecies to? What time in the history did they fit into? So for your interest, the prophet Jonah, and I'm sure you've heard the story of Jonah and the big fish, and Jonah got sent by the Lord to Nineveh. Well, that whole story happens at the beginning of this chapter. It happens when uh, Jeroboam II is the king of Israel. It happens in his reign. And this chapter begins in the reign of Jeroboam II. And during his reign, Uzziah becomes the king of Judah. And then Jeroboam dies and his son, Zechariah, becomes the fifth king of the house of Jehu. So all of that happens at the beginning of this chapter. And that's when Jonah gets called to go to Nineveh. And of course, he doesn't want to go. And in the chapters ahead, we're going to see that the Assyrian Empire, now this is Nineveh, they're going, to, they're going to rise in prominence and they're going to end up capturing all of Israel. And in this very chapter, it was during the reign of Menahem, the 16th king of Israel, Tiglath-Pileser III, king of Assyria, but the Bible calls him Paul, the king of Assyria. So sometimes they're called different names in different places, but this is Tiglath-Pileser III. He comes to attack, but the king Menahem of of um, Israel collects a tax of 50 shekels of silver from all the wealthy men of Israel, gives it to Tiglath-Pileser and he goes away. So right here we're seeing that the Assyrians are starting to, you know, stretch out and conquer. Well, it's during this period, it was just before this, that Jonah went to Nineveh. And all of this is really interesting because the Ninevites or the Assyrians were cruel, super cruel. And we'll talk about this more when we get to the book of Jonah. But in archaeological discoveries, they found, you know, carved out of stone, you know, these pictures of what they used to do to the people they conquered. And translators have translated the things they wrote in, you know, their, their language. And just reading it, it's just cruel and barbaric and uncaring. And um, so Jonah didn't want to go there because, it, first of all, it was unsafe, you know, to come from another place. You know, you didn't know if it was safe or not. But second of all, they were cruel and undeserving. <laughs> and we see that in Jonah chapter 4 where, you know, Jonah was really upset that the Lord didn't punish them. But the fact was that they, when Jonah went and preached to them, they repented and they accepted the word of the Lord and they humbled themselves. And so that whole entire city, you know, 100,000 people, they had a touch of God. Now, it's interesting that that touch of God didn't translate into permanent change for the Assyrians because the Assyrians end up, you know, conquering Israel and doing a lot more cruel things. We'll talk about all of that later. But just to put you in the picture, this is the period of time that Jonah went to Nineveh. So um, it, it's getting to the end. We're now down to the 18th king of Israel. We've got two more kings of Israel to go. And we've got 10 more monarchs in, no, nine more monarchs in Judah to go. At the end of each one of the kings, it says, 
all the other things he did were written in the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. Well, that particular book we don't have. But we do have a book called the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah. And that's, I believe, and many other commentators believe, is the book of First and Second Chronicles, which we're going to get to next. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for chapter 15. Lord, I want to thank you that you're a God of generations. You're the same whether this king's in charge or that king's in charge, whether he is good or he is bad or she is good or she is bad. And I thank you, Lord, that you're a sovereign. You're the Lord of lords and the King of kings. And I thank you, Lord, that where our trust is placed in you. And Lord, that the limitations of our mind are not a limitation on you. So we thank you for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.